Alright, hey, welcome to church today. My name is Andrew. I'm the lead pastor. For those of you that do not know me, I want to thank everybody that is watching us on Facebook Live right now. Thank you for tuning in. And whoever's going to watch us throughout the week through our website, thank you for staying connected to Passionate Life Church. You guys, you guys ready today? Come on, 11 o'clock service. If you're new to Passionate Life Church, this is what 11 o'clock service looks like when the Broncos are playing. You're the real, you're the real Christian. No, or you're not a Bronco fan, right? I don't care, right? Awesome. Hey, we are in a series called Planted. We're in a series called Planted. I want to uh, I, I want to go through it, to, to, if you missed some weeks, just to update you. Uh, part one, we did planted in hope. Planted in hope. And the reason why we had to start with hope is because many times the enemy is attacking our hope and not our faith. Because if he can get our hope levels low, our hope affects our faith levels. And so, man, if our hope is under attack, many times we're not even praying about the things we should be praying about or we're saying prayers that God doesn't even want to answer. And so uh, the two areas that Satan is really attacking when it comes to our hope, he's, he's attacking our confidence in God and our patience. And when those two things come under attack, what ends up happening is we, we, we try to do things on our own strength, on our own mind, and we, we go outside of the will of God and we make a mess of things. And we talked about Abraham and Sarah uh, in part one, planted in hope. And then last week we talked about planted in Faith. Faith is essential to our journey with Jesus. We cannot please God without faith. Faith isn't just something, it is everything. It is everything to be planted in faith in God. And last week we talked about faith looks like something. Like faith has to look like something. You just can't say you have faith and not actually be faith, right? Faith looks like something. And so we talked about uh, being faith in our workplaces and, and wherever we go. Faith looks like something. And this week, this week, uh, part three, planted with deep roots. Planted in deep roots. So, so why are we doing a series called Planted? Why are we doing a series called Planted? Well, we plant and we bury things the same way, right? And it can kind of feel like that, right? It can kind of feel like, like uh, maybe you're buried today. And, and the reason, the purpose we bury things is one, because they're dead or because we want it to hide something, right? Because we want to hide something. And, and maybe you feel that way today. Maybe you feel like you're at a dead end today. A dead end in your job, in your relationship, or maybe you just feel kind of stuck in your spiritual journey with God. Or maybe you feel like God has forgotten about you, that you're hidden from God. Listen, I got good news today. We serve a God that raises dead things, and we serve a God that we cannot hide from. Amen? God sees you, and really it's just a perspective change of you're not buried, you are planted. Come on, let's say that all together with me. I am planted, not buried. It's just a perspective change. If you're here today, you've been planted by God. And here's the thing with God. Whatever He plants, there's always purpose to it. And the purpose is that, man, the, the, the expectation is that we would grow in the things of God. 
Right? But many times God, and we're going to talk about this in more detail today, many times God is doing so much under the surface before the breakthrough. Right? We watched that, that little intro video of that little plant, right? It, it, breaking through the ground. God always has a breakthrough in store for our lives. God always has a season of flourishing and blessing for our lives. But many times God is doing so much under the surface before the breakthrough. And that's part three today. Planted in deep roots. Planted with deep roots. Come on, let's pray. And we'll get into God's Word today. Father, I thank You for this moment. God, I thank You for every person that's here today that they've been planted in this place with purpose, God. And so, God, I pray that You would open our hearts and our minds and our ears to hear Your Word today, God. God, I pray that this Word would fall on good soil. And Lord, I just pray that You would help me communicate Your message the best I can. And God, we just pray that You'd help the Broncos defeat the Packers. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen and Amen. Planted with deep roots. If you can go ahead and put that picture up. Many times, this is what it looks like to be planted with deep roots. Now, now look at this root system. Look, 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 how, look how many roots are, 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 are spread out all over the place. Now look what's on the surface. A little flower. Right? A little flower. And many times this is how God works in our lives. He's doing so many things under the surface before the breakthrough. He's doing so many things under the surface that, that nobody else sees. Right? Because these roots, they represent endurance, perseverance, integrity, character. Many, you know, many people, they don't see those things. And, and man, this is what it looks like many times to be journeying with, with Jesus. He's doing so much under the surface. And, and this is what Satan would love us to get focused on, is that little flower. He's like, well, look at your little life. Look at you, just, just your little family, right? Your little business, your, your little career, right? He wants you to focus on the little. But Jesus says, hey, it starts with a little seed that I want to grow into a large tree. But many times, this is what God is doing. And here's the reason why. Why roots are so essential. Roots are so essential for keeping the blessing of God. Okay? Roots are essential in keeping and living and prospering in the blessing of God. Right? It's one thing for God to give you a breakthrough. It's one thing for God to bless you and in stepping into the promise and purpose of God. It's another thing to continue on in that journey. You see, if we don't have deep roots, we won't keep the blessing. If we don't have deep roots... Man, one storm comes along and we're picked off by the enemy. And so it is essential that we have deep roots because God wants us to keep the blessing. Maybe the reason why God hasn't brought you, maybe you're single today, God hasn't brought you somebody yet because you won't keep that person. Maybe you're not married yet because God hasn't brought the right person that's equally yoked with you. Maybe you're, you're saving yourself from marriage and He's going to bring someone who, is, who thinks and believes the same way because, because equal equals equal to bring whole. 
Maybe you haven't, maybe your business hasn't begun to flourish yet. Because God wants you to keep the business. He doesn't want you to get overloaded. And, and See, it's one thing to be blessed by God and, and, and I get a breakthrough, right, from addiction or whatever. It's another thing, a thing to, to stay addicted free, right? And so, man, many times God has, we have to do this work underneath the surface before God can, can, can begin to really glow grow and flourish and blossom in our lives. And it's for our benefit because God is playing the long game with our lives, right? He, he, he's, he's playing the long game. He's not, he's not doing a sprint in our lives. He's playing the long game in our life. And so God's like, man, I need you to have integrity. I need you to have character. I need you to have perseverance and endurance, right? Because I want you to keep the promises. I want you to continue to live in the purpose and the promises of God that I have for you. And so, man, I need to do all of this under the surface. And so today, we're, we're, we're going to be in the book of Jeremiah, and we're going to be in the book of Matthew. And this passage in Jeremiah is uh, I'm going to the end result. Okay, we're going to look at the end result first, and then we're going to go through the process with the words of Jesus. Now, Jeremiah, he gives us a, a snapshot of what it looks like to be planted with deep roots and what happens, what the byproduct is of having deep roots. So come on, let's read it today in Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8. Jeremiah says this, he says, But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. Come on, that's part one and part two of our Planted series, right? Last week we talked about faith. We talked about trusting in the Lord and putting our whole weight on it. Last week Jude helped me out. And have made the Lord their hope and confidence. Come on, that was part one. Come on, we need to get our hope back. We need to get our confidence back in God. Here we go. They are like trees that are what? Planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. If you can leave this passage up for a moment. Jeremiah is speaking prophetically of Jesus when he talks about this riverbank and he talks about this water. Because if you remember, Jesus has this encounter with this woman at the well and he tells her what? He says, if you don't want to thirst anymore, drink of me. I'm the water that, that you will never be thirsty again. And so what Jeremiah is prophetically saying in this passage, man, when you plant your roots deep in Jesus, you got to plant your, I mean, that's the first step, planting your roots deep in Jesus. This is what he says. He says that the heat and drought won't bother you. When we are planted with deep roots in Christ in Christ alone. It doesn't matter what is happening in our culture and society. You see, this tree doesn't need it to rain to grow. This tree doesn't need outside sources for it to flourish. Listen, listen, listen. Leaves that stay green, green and a tree that produces fruit all the time, that is impossible. And that's the very message of what Jeremiah is talking about. Someone who is planted with deep roots experiences the impossible in their life. When, when, when you look at a tree, it has this, this, it goes through the seasons, right? And, and 
every tree, the, the leaves end up, they end up falling from the tree, right? And, and, and they wither up and, and they turn brown. And the reason why they do that is because the tree is going into this survival mode. It's going into this, this storing up its resources. And what Jeremiah is saying, hey, if you are planted with deep roots in the things of God, you will never have to just survive. You will always be in this thriving season. You don't have to save anything because God is the God of unlimited resources. And then he says, you will produce fruit in every single season. That's impossible. No tree produces fruit in every season. That's the whole point of what Jeremiah is trying to make. When you are planted with deep roots in the things of God, the impossible happens. You're always in a thriving season. No matter if the stock market crashes or the housing bubble bursts or you lose your job, it does not matter because your source is in Christ and Christ alone. You don't have to worry about outside sources. Now, some trees don't even produce fruit every single year, but Jeremiah is saying every season, this tree produces fruit. Fall, fruit. Winter, fruit. Spring, fruit. Summer, fruit. What he's saying is no matter what is happening in your life, so you lose your job, you produce fruit. He leaves you, you produce fruit. You get a divorce, you produce fruit. You're struggling with depression, you produce fruit. You don't get a raise. You produce fruit. You don't get the promotion. You produce fruit. Are you understanding what Jeremiah is saying here today? You don't rely on what is happening on the outside because you have a source that is eternal. We don't rely on the economy. We, we don't rely... Man, we're trees that are planted with deep roots in the things of God and Christ and Christ alone is our source. And so we, our, our, our leaves never turn brown. We're always in a season of thriving no matter what is happening on the outside. And we're always producing fruit no matter what we're going through. Because our roots are deep in the things of God. So now we're going to go through the process and, and we're going to read this parable of Jesus. It's called the farmer and, and him sowing seed. And listen, don't get mad at me today. These are the words of Jesus, not Pastor Andrew. Okay, like don't, don't get offended by me. This is Jesus speaking. And, and I love this particular parable because Jesus actually tells us what he's talking about. Okay, he doesn't always do that. But in this one specifically, he actually gives us specifics of what he's talking about. And so we're going to read the passage today. We're going to read the whole passage. And we're going to do some expository preaching today. Come on, somebody. Somebody like, finally, line by line. And so we're going to read it all. And then we're going to break it down and talk about the four people. Jesus says there's four types of people. And here's the thing. We all fit in, in one of these types. Okay? We all fit in one of these types uh, of person that Jesus talks about. Okay, come on, let's read it today. Matthew 13, 1 through 3. Later that day, Jesus left the house and sat beside the lake. A large crowd soon gathered around him, so he got into a boat. Then he sat there and taught as the people stood on the shore. He told many stories in the form of parables, such as this one. And, and I, I love this. He says, listen, listen, hey, stop being distracted. Stop looking at that bird over there. 
Peter, stop, stop looking at that squirrel. Hey, 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 listen, listen, listen. And I love this, I love this. Because Jesus knew, and this is God in flesh, okay? God in flesh is speaking to a crowd, and he knows that there is a percentage of people that, that, that his words will go in one ear and out the other. And I know that today. I know I'm speaking the words of Jesus, and I know for some of you, maybe you're watching online, it'll go in one ear and out the other. And I love this because Jesus is like, hey, listen. Okay, this is important what I'm saying. Stop being distracted. Okay, so Jesus then continues with this parable. He says, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plants soon wilted under the hot sun, and since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still, other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much has been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. And he does it again. And he says, okay, I just said that. You need, you need to process this. Like, like you need to listen to what I'm saying and you need to process what I am saying to you today, right? Even Jesus, like this is God in flesh speaking to a crowd and he has to say, hey, stop being distracted. Hey, focus on me. Okay, and then later the disciples are like, okay, Jesus, you know, what were you talking about, right? Like, and so Jesus actually goes into specifics of what he's talking about. Let's continue. Verse 18. Now listen to the explanation of the parable of the farmer planting seeds. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. Continue. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly the, the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth, so no fruit is produced. The seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even a hundred times as much as been planted. Okay, we're going to go through, we're going to break down each passage, each type of person that Jesus is talking about, okay? Person number one, and I call person number one the shallow person, okay? This is the shallow person. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes, snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. So at, what Jesus is saying, at some point, this person has an encounter with God. Maybe they come and they raise their hand and they give their life to Christ and, and they have a moment with God. They have an experience with God. But as soon as they leave the church, as soon as they leave this, this building, they are distracted easily by everything. And they literally don't think about God anymore. But Jesus would say that and these people are shallow. And it's almost like you know, planting seeds on, on a sidewalk 
right? And what Jesus says is these people, man, man, they don't, they don't have any roots. And because they don't have any roots, they are easy pickings for the enemy. It's like a bird that's just coming along and just picking up the seed. They're just, they're just easily distracted by the things of this, this world. But they have, what's so interesting to me is they have a moment. They have a moment with God. But as soon as they, they're away from the things of God, man, they just they get swept up in the things of this world. And Jesus says, man, they're just, they're just easy targets for the enemy. And I call this person just kind of the shallow person. They, they don't ever want to go deep in the things of God and they're just kind of really surface level in, in their lives. And they're just, they're just easy targets for the enemy to come and pick off. All right, person number two. I would call this person the potted plant. Now, I have to be careful here in Colorado. Not the pot plant, okay, the, the potted plant. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's Word. Unfortunately, as a pastor, I see this happen all the time. I see this happen all of all the time. I, I see people come and they get excited about God and, and they give their life to Christ and maybe they even get baptized and then they'll jump into a life group or, or a serve team and they're part of the church and, and, and man, things are going good and all of a sudden, one bad thing happens. One bad thing happens to their life and they uproot their life. They stop reading the Bible. They stop praying. They stop coming to church. They leave their serve team. They leave their life group and they uproot themselves and they leave. I mean, you know, I'm talking about what Jesus is saying just, just one bad thing happens. So a loved one passes away. They go on. Their boyfriend or girlfriend dumps them. Or they're gone. They're, 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 they go through a divorce. They go through a difficult situation. They, they uproot themselves and they're, and they're gone. They lose their job. They, they uproot themselves and they're, and they're gone. And, and it's, man, it's such a trick from the enemy, right? For, sometimes we think, man, I, I, my, my life needs to be right before I go to a life group. and I just need to be all cleaned up before, you know, I get onto a serve team. And, man, you know, I, you know, my life is a train wreck. And so being at church, I don't know. Listen. That is such a lie from the enemy. That is, this is the place, man, when things are hard, this is the place where you should be planted in. You shouldn't leave your life group or your serve team or the church because things are hard. This is actually the place you should be. And what happens is, is when we're spiritual potted plants, because whenever they, when anything hard comes along, we uproot ourselves. And so that means all of the growth that God was doing in our life, We've minimized it to a pot. We get, we, we get offended at church, right? We get offended at church. Well, they didn't sing my favorite song this week, so I ain't going to that church no more. Pastor, wasn't that funny this week, so I ain't going to that church no more. They don't have a life group that I, that I want, so I ain't going to that church no more. Baby, 18 churches in three years, you the common denominator. You know what I'm saying? Like, you the problem, right? Like, 
But it's so easy for us just to uproot ourselves and leave. And we are spiritual potted plants. And this is what I've seen. This is what I think. That I've seen, I've seen one temptation take someone away from the purposes and the promises of God. One difficult temptation. And usually, usually it's the form of another person. I've seen it happen. And you just you chase somebody instead of chasing God. And some of you, you've been dating the same knucklehead for years with just a different name. And it's because you just uproot yourself and you go chase after the temptation. Some of you have been struggling with the same addiction over and over and over again. It's because you never actually planted yourself in God's Word and in prayer and in His house to grow deep enough roots to sustain when difficulty comes. Because difficulty's coming. And I need to stop holding this plant think you get the picture that's why jesus says, man deep roots are essential because problem comes persecution comes you got to have those deep roots to sustain what god is doing underneath the surface because god man he wants us to live an abundant life for the rest of our life not just for a moment not just for a moment. He's got a whole life of blessing in store for us. So, man, we got to have deep roots. So, we got shallow people, we got potted plant people, and number three, I call this the American Christian. The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word. But all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the worries of this life. And the lure of wealth, so no fruit is produced. And this, this, I know that there's thousands of Christians in churches today that this, this, type, this type, maybe it represents you today. And you love God. And this is what frustrates me. You love God so much. You do. You love God. But you love stuff too. You, you, you love your stuff too. And, and, and you just, your life is so crowded with other things. And so God is not, if you're really honest, God is not really number one in your life. He's like number nine. And, and, and here's the thing. Here in Colorado, we've got a lot of nice things to be distracted by. And, and them in themselves are not wrong, right? I mean, we've got, we've got skiing season, we've got camping season, we've got hunting season, we've got football season, right? We've got all of these things that we can be distracted by. We've got kids' sports programs that are on Sunday. We've got all of these things that we can be distracted by. And what Jesus is saying, you just, you just crowd your life with a bunch of stuff. And what ends up happening, and you don't do this on purpose, is that God becomes something that's left over in your life. And church becomes something that we do as a family when we're not busy. So if we don't have a sports game, or the Broncos aren't playing at 11 o'clock, or, you know, right, like, like, if we're not camping or skiing, again, those things are bad in themselves. But every weekend, like, ha! How do we get planted with deep roots when we, when we treat God and we treat His house like, like a ketchup bottle, like He's a condiment? And depending on the meal we're eating, that's what we use. Like, God's like, I know you love me, but you can't treat me like I am a leftover 
And I know that many of us, that is not our intention. But because our schedules are so busy and filled with a bunch of stuff, Jesus says, you never produce fruit. Which means there's people that you work with that have no idea that you're a Christian. And I know when I'm preaching good, when it gets quiet, right? <laughs> when it gets quiet, it's just like the Holy Spirit's like, oh, Lord. Wish we went to a different church today. It, Jesus said, you know, you don't produce any fruit. And, and, and people, don't, people don't know. That's what we talked about. Faith looks like something. We, guys, we are the light of the world. We are the hope of the world. And some of you are like, well, pastor, they'll make fun of me if I bring my Bible and read it at lunchtime and they'll call me a Bible thumper and I don't... So in China, the Chinese church, the, 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 the Christian church, they train their, their people on one thing. They train their people on one thing. They disciple their people on one thing. And that one thing is how to get their executioner saved in two minutes before they die. That, that's what they train all of their people on. How can I witness to my executioner in two minutes before they kill me? Because we don't have real persecution, okay? We don't have real persecution like China and other places. And Jesus is saying, man, people in your workplace don't even know that you're saved because you're worried that they might make fun of you. Let, let me tell you, though. Let me tell you, though. You start reading your Bible at work. You start talking about Jesus at work. They might make fun of you. But the first crisis that they have, guess who's showing up at your cubicle? Guess who's knocking on your office door? Hey, man, I'm going through this rough time. I know that you love Jesus. And so, can you just listen to me? I'm telling you. Like, Jesus says, man, you, you got to get planted. I need to really be first in your life. And you got to produce fruit. Because we are the hope of the world. Listen, guys, there's no other plan than us to be the light of the world, to be the hope of the world. We've got to put God first. We've got to put God first. And we got, man, if you've got kids, you've got, to show, you've got to show your kids what it looks like to put God first in your home, to value church and being part of a life group. And we've got to show our kids what it looks like to put God first. All right, number four. Thank God there's a number four. Come on, there's another four person. And, and many of you, man, you're this person. You're this person. Let's read person four. And this is what it looks like to have deep roots. This is the deep roots person. The seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as been planted. That's impossible. For one seed to produce a hundred times, for one seed to produce thirty times, sixty times—that's the point. That's the point that Jesus is making. Man, when you get planted in the things of God, you will see miracles happen in your life. That is the byproduct of your life. God will move in your life. There will be no mountain. There will be no problem. There will be no issue that you won't be able to get through because you're planted with deep roots 
And you're, you're not relying on outside sources. Your source is Christ in Christ alone. You've got character. You've got integrity. You're, you, you've got perseverance. You, you're, you're in it for the long haul. So you're willing to let God do all of these things under the surface before anybody else sees anything. Let's take that passage for a moment. What would it look like if your marriage was 30% better? What would you do? How much would you pay for that? Like, like if your marriage could get 30% better, if you could be happier 30% more, like, like, what would you give to have that? If your workplace could get 30% better, like, what, 30% better? If your family, if your kids would act 30% better, come on, somebody. <laughs> like, what? That's what Jesus is saying. Look, 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 look. it's there. It's there. It's there. But, but you, you can't stay the surface level treating church like it's some type of fast food restaurant where you order and then you leave. Now, God, like you gotta get, you got to have deep roots. you got to get planted. You can't stay this shallow person. Yeah, you're going to have to get vulnerable with some people. You're going to have to get transparent and talk about your issues if you want to grow. You're going to have to invite some people on this journey with you. So what does this look like practically? Okay, Thanks for asking that good question. What does it look like to be planted with deep roots? Like, like, so this is for our Sunday, right? To, to, to get pumped up, to get, to get focused. But, but how do I apply this to Monday? Right? Like, like, how do I apply this to Monday when I'm driving to work? And I don't want to see the people that I work with. Right? Like how, does this, how does this help my Monday? Okay, so how do we get planted with deep roots? It starts with getting into God's Word. You've got to read the Bible for yourself. Like, the, 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 there's no shortcut to the guy. Man, even if it's 10 minutes, first thing in the morning, open your Bible and just read the Word of God. It is so essential. It's so important that you know what the Bible says for you. Because God's going to speak through the Word to you. And so if you don't have a Bible, man, go to the Welcome Center. We will get you a Bible. That is our gift to you because we want you to have the Word of God. It is so important. And if you have a smart device, like everybody has a smartphone, then there's a YouVersion Bible app. It's amazing. It's got devotionals. It's, got, it's filled with so many good things. You can, um, you can listen to the Bible. It'll read it, the Bible to you. Come on, somebody. And, and I mean, it's an awesome. If you don't have that, download the YouVersion Bible app onto your phone. If you don't know how to do that, we will help you in the Welcome Center. We want you to have God's Word. That's the first step of getting planted with deep roots. The second step is you've got to begin a prayer life. You have to talk to God. You have to begin the conversation with somebody like, I don't know how to pray. I don't know how to do that. Just talk to them about your day in the morning. Okay, shut the talk radio off. Right? Like, shut the music off on your way to work and just talk to God. Tell Him what you need. God, help my marriage. Help my kids to stop being crazy. Like, help... Help Nancy, crazy Nancy at work, not to cuss everybody out at 8.45. Do you know what I mean? Like, get specific, right? Like, talk to God. He hears you. 
You want your workplace to get better? Pray for your workplace. You want your marriage to get better? Pray for your marriage. You want your kids to act right? Pray for your kids. Like, this is how we, we begin to grow deep roots and we begin to have this dialogue with God and, man, being silent and waiting for Him to speak back. And listen, it's an internal voice, okay? Stop waiting for the, the external booming voice, right? It's an internal voice because the Holy Spirit lives inside. He's going to speak to us from the inside. Got to get planted in God's Word. Got to get planted in prayer. And the third one, you got to get planted in God's house. You got, I mean, listen, the church was not man's idea. It was God's idea. Right? Jesus leaves. Right? The Holy Spirit comes, fills a bunch of people. And what do they do? They create the church. And the church was created so we can do life together. Through the good, bad, and the ugly. Right? The first church, they were in awe of what God was doing. Why? Because they were all in. They were all planted. And what God was doing. Listen, you can't be everything that God has called you to be without being planted in a church. And this church needs you. You see, here's the thing, here's the thing. We're all a bunch of broken pieces. We're all a bunch of broken pieces, but together we make this beautiful mosaic image of Christ. You see, not just not one, one person can't do that. It takes everybody taking their broken pieces and us putting them all together to make this beautiful mosaic image of Christ. And listen, we've seen 1,300 people give their life to church over the last six years here at Passionate Life Church. And it's because many of you give faithfully, financially. It's because many of you serve and, and you're just part of this church and you make it run See, we can't do it without people because God has a purpose. He has a plan that only you can fulfill. He's given you a cross that only you can carry. Jesus has carried his cross already. Jesus, I need you to pick up and carry your cross. There's people that I want you to impact. But I need, I need you to get planted. I need you to get, you, you need to get planted in my word and prayer. And I need you to get planted in my house. I need you to get connected. I need you to start doing life with some people. I need you to get on a serve team. I need you to get into a life group and actually start doing life with people. So somehow we, we've gotten into this, 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 this habit of like, nah, I don't want to bother people with my issues or my problems. I'm just going to do it on my own. Listen, listen to this. God isn't even trying to do it by himself. God. He has Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And somehow we feel like I'll just drag my burdens through life by myself. No, no. Jesus says, I, I've created the church so you can get some people around you that will help support you and to help you grow those roots deep. So we can be the church that produces 30, 60, and 100% of the harvest. We can be the church that is experiencing miracles. We can be the church that sees the impossible done, not only in our lives, but us in our community, in our state, in our world. Come on, let's bow our heads and close our eyes as we go into our response time. 
And this is our opportunity to just respond to what the Lord has been speaking to us today. Maybe you'd say today, Pastor, I need to make the first step of getting planted and I need to, I need to give my life to Jesus. Or maybe, man, you relate to, to, to one of those, those, those people, maybe, maybe the first one that's just been picked off by the enemy or maybe the second person and, and, and the potted plant and, and you, you've chased after temptation and today's the day where you're saying enough is enough, today I'm getting planted. If that's you today, just slip up a hand. I just want to pray with you today. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Jesus. You can put your hands down. And I just ask that we'd all say this prayer with me today as we help, help those making the greatest decision of their life today. Dear Jesus, I thank you for what you did on that cross. And I ask this morning that you would forgive me of all my sin, that you would come into my life and be my Lord and King. And from this day forward, I will be planted in you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's give him a hand clap today. Heaven is rejoicing.